Yeah. You know, you get those days where you just feel like a, like a, yeah. Yep. Like a what? Like, All the time. Like when you can't even get a metaphor together. That's how, that's how this day is gone. <laughs> Sounds it's going like... to get better, I promise. Hello, everyone. This is episode four of Quarantined. Thank you for listening today. We have a special interview with Jess D'Souza and Maria Rossi. Um, please stay tuned for that, as well as Jack, Connor, and I talking about what's going on in our lives. So stay tuned. And as always, if you want to join on the show with us, check out the link in the description. We would love to have you. Have a great day. We hope you're doing well. Hey there again, guys. How are you today? Eh. It's better than last time. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think I'm just at the point where like days and weeks don't really exist. I I just I exist in some sort of ethereal nature, but I I've lost all concept of self at this point. What if it's like Groundhog Day and we're just reliving the same day over and over again? I would prefer that. At least I knew it was coming, but it's just it's just nothing and everything and I'm I'm lost. There's well, that <laughs> There's that positivity that we know <laughs> and love on our podcast. Um, I actually have a bit of good news. Um, oh, please so share. Shout out to the Mendoza College of Business. Um, they actually figured out. So we were talking to Russell Westbrook's marketing agent in our class. Uh, and then Russell Westbrook actually joined our Zoom uh, conference uh, with our class. Uh, I guess because he doesn't have any games to play so wait the real russell westbrook westbrook oh my goodness no joe the <laughs> fake russell westbrook he's not the santa crazy. claus you can't go sit on his lap at a mall <laughs> oh my goodness they must be so bored yeah I, I i i loved it though i mean he got he he like many students has not mastered the concept of zoom uh was very close to his webcam uh, and didn't call on us by name, just pointed at which square he wanted uh, to talk. <laughs> uh, and then we had to figure out which square he was trying to point at. Um, but overall, really successful, really cool uh, opportunity to meet him. Uh, did not have time to ask him to be a guest on our podcast, but I'll DM him on all social media, uh, and I'm sure he'll get back to me since he'll totally remember who I am. Yeah, tell him if he wants to be on. We can teach him to use Zoom. Absolutely. I think Did you try to ask skill. him some uh, some challenging questions like I don't know why is James Harden the better player or? Uh, no, I, so I I couldn't really figure out uh what to say to him. So I just did the next best thing, where I stared at him and smiled awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> think you should have changed your Zoom name to Durant has a ring. See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Would have gone over really really well. <laughs> he might have called on you then maybe oh well myself here in quarantine we have upgraded the yoga studio now we have like space heaters going on with everything and then my mom got an essential oil diffuser so we got lavender scent going on so the full studio is in effect now i did not ask this uh, and that's why we don't ask i feel yep, like i have to give an update every week now for whom yoga has a following <laughs> Um, not us. Uh, if I could block <laughs> you, I would. If this uh, podcast is being used to promote yoga, then I am going to be out as a host. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost put my leg behind my head now. Prove it. Okay, I'm doing it right now. On the podcast. Right now. Wow. You see I that? Would like that was pretty good, right? I want our listeners to know we are just doing this via audio, so there is no way... <laughs> that we can validate that he, in fact, did it. Uh, but I, I, Joe seems like a bad liar, so I feel like maybe he actually did it. Thank you, I think. Yeah. That was good. Jack, what have you been up to? I, I, I told you absolutely nothing. Just <laughs> I moved from my bed to my chair in my basement and then sometimes to the dining room table, and that, those are my daily movements. My daily steps are about like 46 right now. Wow. Wow. I'm going to zoom you into yoga sometime and we can. Uh... I will not pick up. <laughs> you can be active. 
It'll be good. We have a great show today. We have um, two guests, Jess D'Souza and Maria Rossi. Um, and yes, that's right, Connor. We have girls on the show today. Oh, no. I am petrified. Do explain. Gentlemen, I, I have to ask. Because, you know, certainly in, in my 21 years of existence on this earth, uh, my dating experience uh, has been less than uh, successful. Not that I'm trying to date anyone that comes on our podcast, but um, let's just say, you know, it carries into or it's, it stems from my inability um, to really talk to females. So uh, if I if you could spend a few moments of your precious time with me to give me some helpful tips uh, when it comes to girls, I would much appreciate it. Yeah, Jack, you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, well, Connor, as you know, I'm the proud owner of several failed relationships, so I'm definitely the guy to come to here. Mm. Um, and what I found that that's most helpful is that girls really appreciate honesty. Um, uh-huh. It's really important in building a relationship. So if you if you look at a girl or you know talk to her and you find that she has any flaws, things mm. that you don't like, um, especially you know a- about her appearance or or the way she sounds. Then, then I would just I would just be upfront and tell her and, you know, just say, hey, I'm being honest, but I, I really hate this aspect about you. And I, I think you'll have a lot of success with that. Mm. Now, hate is a strong word, um, but I don't I, like because I want to be honest. Should I go even stronger uh, in my words and be like, I really despise uh, everything about say she has an annoying laugh. I really despise your annoying laugh. It fills me with rage uh would that be a good a good statement that would be a good way to approach um if if that's what your heart is telling you then then that's what you need to go with connor absolutely wow jack that that means listen to the heart that means a lot thank you joe what have you got for me that's a tough bar i don't know if i can follow that one up um i'm gonna go with extreme shoot your shot all right, so you okay. know how good I am at math, right? We've established that in previous podcasts. Indeed. But I think math is in your favor. If you shoot your shot, you know, three billion times, you, you're bound to make one, right? I know like 30 people. Um, so, I mean. How do you want me to shoot my shot three billion times? My tennis coach would always tell me growing up, mm. even the blind hog finds the occasional acorn. Okay. And when I, I think that means who was your tennis coach? <laughs> That's Yo- a long story. <laughs> Different Yogi time. Barra? Different time. Was it Patches O'Hulahan? Like who? What kind of wacko man? Hogs don't eat acorns. Is your advice to Connor just <laughs> act like a pig? No. <laughs> I'm just saying you got to get there on every social media outlet you can. All right, Twitter, throw it out there. Make a TikTok, throw it out there. No. Facebook, anything, Zoom, just take all your opportunities. Okay. Take some shots, and you're bound to make one. Should he tag all her friends, too? I think that would work. The buddy system. Wow. Well, that, that you know, that makes sense, actually. Um, that, yeah, that, 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 makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, so you would just say flirt with everyone, and it's bound to be reciprocated by someone. I think that makes sense. And okay, that, yeah, hey, that's that's perfect advice and one that I've never really considered. Uh, so I, I will shoot my shot with everyone. Uh, there you go. I think that is the bold strategy. Uh, and I think it's one that high risk, high reward. Uh, so I, I, I certainly will take that into account. I think uh, I think Joe's just saying wipe the word standards out of your lexicon. It just it doesn't exist anymore for you. OK, never. They're, they were low already, but they will be non-existent now. You just have to treat everyone with love and respect that they deserve, and then standards don't matter. Okay, that sounds like bad advice. Love and respect. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think I go more of Jack's line, open honesty. And sometimes mm. honesty isn't always loving. Uh, it can be harsh. But overall, Joe, Jack, I think that's fantastic advice. I can't wait to meet our guests. All right. And since Connor's ready to go, we bring you to our interview with Maria and Jess. Please enjoy. 
We are joined here today by two very special guests, Jess D'Souza and Maria Rossi. Both are seniors at the University of Notre Dame. And yeah, how are you guys doing? Um, good. <laughs> no, we're doing great. Um, we're still in South Bend, so yeah. Well, we're... I live in South Bend, so I'd be here regardless, but it's nice that they decided to stay here with me. What's the weather like now in South Bend? Is it any better? It's very bad. It's awful. I think it's raining. Yeah, I went for a run earlier and it started pouring. Okay, I didn't go for a run, but I know it's bad. Not to make you feel bad, but I'm here in Des Moines, which is like only a little bit west. And we've had like 65 and sunny the past three days. So well, maybe we can like send it your way. Please do. Joe, how could they feel jealous? You are living in Iowa. <laughs> See, I was going to say that, but I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't I mean, know where all this anti-Iowa sentiment Bend, comes Indiana. from. It's everywhere. <laughs> All right, so give us what you guys are up to in quarantine right now. What's been the daily routine? Um, we have very different daily routines. Yeah, Jess, why don't you go first? Okay. So we can compare and contrast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I like, like waking up at like eight or nine. I like make coffee for the house. I usually like start my day making a nice breakfast because it gets me out of bed. I go to class. I usually like go on a like fun long run um around like the St. Joe's River. When you say a fun long run, those are not words <laughs> that I normally hear ever in the same it's an sentence. Oxymoron. It really is. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy it. South Bend is actually really pretty. Like there's a ton of nature trails. Um and then in the evenings we've been doing movie marathons. Um I wake up at one PM, I have a drink, I go to class, I go back to bed. Um, and then I wake up in the evening to do the movie marathons. So you're the poster child of, like, what to do and then, like, what not to do during, like, <laughs> quarantine classes. I choose to believe that, oh. Depends on your point of view, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say which was which. <laughs> All right, well, we are, no, I actually, go ahead. I went on a walk with Jess the other day. That was fun. We did. She got me up. We walked through the historic district of South Bend. We walked through a historic district. Yeah. We actually have several. I don't know if you know. What is the coolest thing to do in South Bend? There's like a lot of cute little um, like cocktail bars or like um, cafes or things that last for about a year before they realize no one here is into the cute thing and like they can't stay afloat. Um, <laughs> but there's like, there's definitely places like that. But no, like Jess was right. We've got some. Like nature walks, we've got this really pretty walk along the river. It's like better when there are leaves on the trees, but yeah, like, no, the fun. East Bank race is yeah. really, really pretty. And yeah. we live like a two minute walk from it. So that's where we go most days. Yeah. Well, if I ever make it back to campus, I want a tour. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> no volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in honor of our graduation getting um, postponed or delayed or whatever's going on, we thought it'd be great if you could both give your favorite Notre Dame memory to maybe lift the spirits a little bit. You start. No, I just, okay, she's telling me to start because when we first saw this question, I said to Jess, every time I see this question, I instantly forget everything I've ever done. Um, (laughs) Smooth brain. Smooth brain. There's (laughs) nothing going on up here. (laughs) Let's see, what is my favorite? God, there's so many, you know? I just love Notre Dame so much. Um, but... <laughs> what if we share each other's favorite, favorite memories? memories? Oh, God. No. Okay, so Maria's favorite memory is the time that we left her and our other friend completely unattended for a weekend. Like, no one checked in on them. No like, supervision. No supervision at all. And the things that happened that weekend, they this is back when line bikes were, like, still a thing. They got very drunk and line biked around campus. You're just making me sound bad. No. They <laughs> ate a, like, giant extra large pizza. One of them tried to pierce the other one's ears. <laughs> the other one passed out in Why pain. Why are you pointing at me? The record should state that I'm pointing at I Maria. Um, she passed that. out. But I have the piercing now. It's cute. She does. It's a good um, And then to, like, finish <laughs> off this, like, fun random what girls weekend that they did. Fun. They ran through Stonehenge and, like, came back to Pangborn Hall, like, soaking wet and kind of hysterical. And it was the best weekend of her life. Sure. We'll go with that one. (laughs) Um, Jess's favorite Notre Dame memory is yesterday when she was in a Zoom lecture. Oh, God. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, fine. Did not mute herself. 
but muted everyone else and then asked a boy out over FaceTime while her professor pleaded with her to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, so bad. People were texting. Did it me work? Wasn't like checking. Yeah, it did. Were... She has a she has a Zoom movie date now. CDC hey. approved. Hey. Connor, take At notes. the expense of an entire <laughs> class. No, work. my professor. Like I was. Connor, are you in a position to judge? <laughs> hey. I was listening to like the lecture, and my professor is literally like, "For the love of God, please hit mute." And everyone was texting me. They were like, "If you were gonna do this on Zoom, at least have a little bit more game." And I will never live it down. Was the lecture recorded? No, and like, oh, thank no. <laughs> How is this not on bar? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. I was like, if there was any justice in the world, but my luck is not that good. Wow. So oh, that is well we done. Have, we have a knockoff <laughs> college version of Home Alone and <laughs> a desperate cry for love and affection. Uh, during class, Ouch. class period. You, like, that's right. No, it's you. okay. I mean, I can say that because <laughs> I, I'll, at the end of every episode, I have asked for Zoom dates, so I know, <laughs> I know what it's like. We'll watch a movie we'll over watch Zoom a movie with you. you. Yeah, do you want it? 5:15 p.m. Let's go. Success. <laughs> okay. When we say movie marathons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should share a more like wholesome memory like just a cute little you know okay you know what this is genuine this is genuine you know what i really love about this has happened three times won't happen this year but um every spring the like lakeside music festival that badden and carol used to put on before carol kicked us off um i looked at badden um that's always really really fun it's like obviously there's usually like good weather like you just go chill like drink a little eat a lot listen to student music like right by the lake you've got this gorgeous view of campus i love doing that that's like one of my favorite recurring memories really sad it's going to be happening this year do zoom lakeside we could an idea or we could just go sit by the lake like we're here i'll bring like a harmonica (laughs) (laughs) your own small and we'll stay six feet away we'll stay six feet away from each other (laughs) awesome well thank you for sharing those memories we're going to move on to our hot seat questions so okay. Connor, Jack, and I are just going to rotate and rapid fire ask questions. Um, okay. We'll like rotate between you and then just give the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. That will be concerning. Sound good? All right, Jack, start us off. All right, Jess, which of your possessions would most disappoint your mother? My, vo- <laughs> <laughs> My vodka bucket. <laughs> Maria, is it more likely that the earth is flat or that the sun is cold? I actually really like that conspiracy theory. Team Cold Sun now. All right, I agree. Jess, is cereal a soup? Yes. But only if it's Lucky Charms. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> <laughs> like a SpaghettiOs type thing. All right, Maria, what is the most attractive campus statue? <laughs> oh, the one with like no arms, the torso with a like, pained face outside Oshag. <laughs> That's the only correct answer. Did you know its belly button goes all the way through? (laughs) So someone else is like, (laughs) just thought I'd let you in on that tidbit of now. I love how you know that. Um, I can't do anything with that, but I. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? Jess, if the global currency system crashed and fell apart and we had to choose a form of candy to become the new money, which candy would work best? And why? No, it would be the little, like, sweet tart things. Yeah. I couldn't tell you why. That just feels right. Okay. They're portable. And delicious. Maria, if a sandwich yes. shop were naming a sandwich after you, what would be its main ingredients? Wine, clearly. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> yeah, it would, it's not that it would have a main ingredient. It's that it would get, definitely come with an alcoholic drink. <laughs> And like a candle, a scented candle on the scented side. Candle. I actually, we we have a scented candle lit right now. We lit one for this, for it. It's caramel pecan pie. Look, summer shelves. Oh my god, fancy candle. That's so cute. All right, Jess, you're in a contest for one million dollars. The competition is your choice. What are you competing in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Um, I don't win things. Uh... That's so sad. <laughs> Um, how long you can hold your breath underwater? 
How long can you hold your breath underwater? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, wouldn't it be words? really cool to win a million dollars for doing that? Or drown. Stakes are high. Yeah. <laughs> Maria, um, what do you miss most about middle school? Oh, God. I The braces or the acne or the, you know, crushing weight of social isolation. I'm totally kidding. I had a great time in middle school. Um, I miss, like not having to think about like my life goals <laughs> deep jess if, <laughs> if peanut butter weren't called peanut butter what would it be called instead fluff or nutter isn't that a thing it is That's <laughs> i know <laughs> like wow. it should be peanut butter's name i disagree a lot all right jess name the most embarrassing spot you've peed on campus um at Notre Dame, definitely in a porta potty because those are gross. Mm. That's not embarrassing though. Everyone has to use those. <laughs> All right, it I... means you can't hold it long enough to get into the stadium. That's not like a skill set. <laughs> <laughs> those ones are so long. Okay. Right, Maria, I have one more question. All right. What is the ideal length of a song on the radio? Oh, um, three minutes and forty-five seconds. Wow. Okay. Just nice and average. Like, that's the sweet spot. Jess, what profession do you think you would be worst at? <laughs> Podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah, that's us. <laughs> All right. Last question here, Maria. If you had to have one celebrity to narrate everything you do in your daily life, who would it be? Morgan Freeman. Who else? She respects it. He does. Yeah. I'm I'm just speechless because of how good an answer it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for those hot seat questions. Um, Colin, you want to take us to our next segment? Absolutely. We'll take you to our sponsored question segment, the Walsh family uh, question segment. Uh, so the game is simple. Uh, I will ask a question and then you answer it. Uh, but it's no longer like hot seat. You, you don't have to think of it right on the spot. You can take, take your time. Uh, this first question, uh, since Jack was telling me that before the podcast started that he doesn't know how to answer any of these questions. I want to start with him. Uh, (laughs) thanks buddy. (laughs) Just because I want to see what terrible answer he's going to give now. Um, so, all right, here's the first question for us all. If you could go back in time 10,000 years ago and make a cave painting to confuse everyone in the future, what would you draw? I assume I'm starting here. Well, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I have had six minutes to think about this, so I'm going to write out numbers in this order. One eight seven nine, and then a heart, and then a two zero two zero. <laughs> then we get eighteen seventy nine hearts twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. That's rough. Because it will make no sense to anybody, and then we're gonna get to the year eight nine, and they're gonna think it makes sense, and it's not gonna make any sense, and they're just gonna have to sit on it for a hundred and forty one years, and then Father Jenkins will make his letter. And it will all make sense. <laughs> so, so here, here is here's my criticism of that answer. Oh, we're getting critiqued. Can't you ever be answers. supportive? Yeah, feel free to chime in. Oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. There is criticism on your answers. <laughs> be ready. Jack has the first bad answer <laughs> because he is drawing a sign that will only make sense to two thousand people in the world in no way shape or form does this question say who's going to find the cave painting or like where it will be located there could be some swedish man that finds this and is so dreadfully confused by it and it never gets passed along to the irish the fighting irish community uh, Connor, I believe your question specified what would confuse people in the future the most. So if that <laughs> Swedish man doesn't know what happens, I think I've won. 
That's that's fair. <laughs> I, 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 I will let it stand. <laughs> Thank you for your generosity. <laughs> I'm feeling benevolent today. Joe, let's see if you can withstand my harsh judgment. Well, I've yet to do that in any of these podcasts. We're going to give it a try. <laughs> We're like over hey, three now. Joe, are you going to draw a jellyfish in a lake? Saltwater <laughs> jellyfish. All right. So here it is. So it's a cave drawing. And you have a person. And they're holding in their hands like a bunch of little elephants. But the elephants are like really small. And then below that, it just says soon. What does that mean? I don't even know now. So you're confused, if that's the point. <laughs> All right, Joe, for the first time, I th- just kidding, your answer <laughs> is horrific. I was really excited uh, for a second. That, that is so stupid. <laughs> I don't even know. That could be as simple as, you know those little things that you throw it, like just add water and it grows? <laughs> you could have been foreshadowing the existence of those. It would have been a great commercial for the like 11 p.m. commercial that goes on Nickelodeon and is like, just add water. It'll grow. They would have used that drawing for years. I don't think it would confuse anyone. I would instantly know what that cave painting was talking about. If you were the first humans and you see the cave painting and all you know is the big elephants and then someone said soon they were going to be able to fit in your hand, that's not confusing. Would you not be a little bit excited about that? Excitement is not confusion. Okay, but also alternately, you could be foreshadowing not like small elephants, but like large. Oh, oh. <laughs> Very true. Oh, I like that even better, actually. Yeah, I like your qualification <laughs> and expansion. Wow, Joe, you had to bring guests on to save you from ridicule. This is a new low strategy. <laughs> Nothing else has worked. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Connor, let's hear yours. I want to know. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. I welcome this. <laughs> I personally, I think my drawing is simple. Uh, it would simply be I would draw the coronavirus. There is nothing more confusing looking than that little tiny tennis ball with like lint all surrounding it. But it would foreshadow great tragedy that would then strike the entire world. So then they would easily know, oh, that's what that was about. Uh, I th- I think that that cave painting would would cause great confusion because clearly none of us know how to deal with it currently. Uh, so I, I I think that 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 is the most far ranging and most confusing uh, drawing that could possibly be depicted. Hey Connor, you're not a science major, are you? <laughs> He's not. <laughs> no, I most certainly am not. not. I am in the Menbroza College of Business because I wanted a job. Oh, that was painful. Yeah, that was rough. I'm not even a science major. That hurt. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, Connor, I'm pretty sure there's like Why so many coronaviruses that have existed over the oh, years. What's that? Like yeah, the common right? cold, the coronavirus, like all these things are that. So like, would you write? Fine, I'll, 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 I'll qualify. All right, Joe, I, 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 I will give you a point in your criticism. I will just also write the numbers one and nine underneath it. That way everyone knows, okay, it's, it's COVID-19. Uh, eventually it would be revealed. I feel like all you're drawing is <laughs> a circle, Connor. Are you drawing this three-dimensionally into the cave wall? Oh, you, you if there's anything I've learned uh, from my artistic abilities in quarantine, which I have picked up painting since I've been locked inside, uh, it's that I think I could take on this challenge of drawing uh, this odd little circle with little doohickeys uh, that are that are then coming off of it. I can't tell you how little faith I have in that. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn? I do, actually. No, I, I was thinking about it. Here's what I would do. Um, I would simply draw, like, or draw, I would actually, I would just, like, bring back some nice, like, 
fresco type like long lasting paints and I would just paint a picture and it won't be good I'm not an artist um but if you look at the quality differential between like cave paintings and like even the worst painting I could do now like it's it's stark it's very there's very different very clearly like difference in quality and so people would be like holy shit like there was just one person back then that was really good at art and I think that would be sufficiently confusing it wouldn't like become clear you know at any later point in time they'd just be like ah you know but what someone if, was good at painting you, but like what if you just inspired no. the early adoption of like fresco style painting I would simply paint the last <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait, wait. And out Leonardo as a fraud. Let, let, let me get this. Let me get this straight. You're you're banking on bragging that you are a better artist than these unevolved versions of humans whose brains were like the size of a walnut. That is such Mine a too. low like... bar. <laughs> Murray, uh, Connor, Connor, Connor. These are yes. Now, Maria. To another dumb point of that answer. <laughs> Do you know how long 10,000 years is? You think you're going to have paint that's lasting on that wall for 10,000 years? They've had to restore the Last Supper like 80 times in the last 400 years. But you have found the magical paints that are going to last on a cave? A bear is going to claw that out and say, <laughs> I've never been so, like, roasted for something that matters so much. <laughs> and welcome to our podcast. Connor, that felt great. I see why you do it. <laughs> Gets all my insecurities out. Oh. You okay? <laughs> all right, Jess. Oh, I would, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. I would paint a T-Rex, but the size of a horse. And then have a person riding this horse-sized T-Rex. And it will confuse everyone until they watch your podcast. <laughs> you ask questions about what horse-sized animal. So you would have chosen the T-Rex ride. for that. I would have, hands down. So I like that. This goes back to this this goes back to a problem that started <laughs> with Jack's answer. <laughs> In the fact that that audience that would understand <laughs> that picture was quite small, you are trying to grow. It's really growing, Connor. Yourself you are it. trying to find an even smaller audience <laughs> in our podcast listeners. Great. Haven't you taken marketing classes, Connor? <laughs> oh. This is not how you do it. Hey, self deprecation can be very funny and witty. It can be. It wasn't just It can be. I'm going to defend Jess's answer here and say I think it's cool and confusing when animals are a different size than they actually are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but alternately speaking, again, I'm going to go back. She could just be foreshadowing large people. No, small people. Small people. No. Well, it is confusing. (laughs) Here here is the ultimate problem. Uh, Jess, you just had Joe step up to defend your answer. You guys tear people down. I'm going to bring people up. That in and of itself is an admission of the utmost defeat. Uh, So with that, we'll move on to our next question. Joe, since, man, you're like, oh, for, I don't know, like 15 at this point, we'll try and give you a chance at a win. Uh, all right, here, here's the question. And I, I, I think this is a softball question. I think there are very few wrong answers. Let's see if you can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. All right, here we go. What? Hamilton is a Broadway show that political science majors love. True. If you had to write a hit musical centered on a historical figure, who would it be and why? You can't say Jesus. All right. I'm so scared to say my answer. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go with Thomas Edison. Because, first of all, it'd be electric. Because, okay, I know you didn't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's already wrong. But in addition, like, he has so many cool, like, things he's invented, like the light bulb and, like, film and, like, movie cameras. And you could have, like, a different song about everything he's invented. 
you know he stole like half of that from Nikola yeah, Tesla and yeah. then let Tesla die in poverty. And that is great human drama. Yeah, I read a musical about Nikola Tesla. That's that is amazing. fantastic human drama and would make the play even better. Like Hamilton has his scandals, Edison has his, and that's why it'd be great. He's not the protagonist in this. Thomas Edison for a while lived in the same town in Canada that Justin Bieber grew up in, so you could have the entire soundtrack be Justin Bieber hits. There it is. I think there's a, I think there's only one person you could pick to play Thomas Edison uh, in this, and that is Justin Bieber. We've got a winner here. I, I would. I can feel it. You know what, Connor? You have to. You have to let him get away with this, Joe. I. I, no, I'm not willing to give it to Joe. So only close. because his answer was saved by literally everyone else on the podcast. Uh, and Joe just gave up as soon as he made that crappy joke about it being electric. He knew he was going to lose from the start. And then we carried him to the finish line. Uh, so I'm not willing to give it to him. Uh, but Jack, let's see what you can do. No, I want to hear yours. Come. Oh, all right. You don't run this show anymore. (laughs) Oh, how the turntables. All right. (laughs) I will meet your challenge. I I, I would, personally, I would make a a play, uh, or musical, actually, uh, centered around Sigmund Freud. There is, there are very few people that are more bizarre uh, and fascinating in history than him himself. Uh, I think it would be perfect. Background characters could include the id, ego, and (laughs) superego as he dies into his morphine-induced death. I think like he could be doing cocaine during the intermission. I think there are plenty of opportunities, all things that took place in his real life. Uh, that it's like, yeah, he he was history's uh, Joe Exotic uh, before Joe before Joe died? Exotic was a big thing, and we let him get away with it. We still study his psychological theories in my AP Psychology class in high school. We're still like, yeah, this was an idea. It ended up being very wrong that one does not love their mother this much. Uh, but o- overall, I think he would be a fascinating subject to have a play centered on. Uh, now, that play would not be open to anyone under the age of, I don't even know, like 35, because uh, it would be mentally jarring. This play sounds like a federal crime. <laughs> it most likely is, but... That was not part of the question. I think it'll still be a Connor, hit. Connor, do you think at some point we're going to study Joe Exotic in AP Science? Oh, most definitely. Like, the crap that our generation puts out will most definitely be appearing in later DBQs. Uh, like, memes will be something that someone will have to break down. Uh, as part of like their questioning on why we didn't start World War III with Iran in January of 2020. Like, it, it, it's going to be impeccable uh, what, th- what our generation puts on exam questions uh, in terms of political history. No, Connor, I do want to say, I like as a psychology major, like your rant about something <laughs> really resonated. Thank you. It's a hit. <laughs> I think about this four times a semester <laughs> on that minimum. Like, <laughs> oh, all right, Jack. The bar has been raised. I... It it has been. Well, <laughs> of course, from the bottom. I'm still here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. So my thing about musicals, I love musicals, but there are some musicals that people don't love. People don't love Les Mis because it's too depressing. People don't. Yeah, Jack, you're done. I have met people that don't like Les Mis. (laughs) Premise? (laughs) Bad. Bad. But we'll let you continue. So I'm going to go with Alexander the Great because you could make a plethora of musicals in any genre for any theme that you want to because his life was so varied and interesting and also horrible at the same time. He conquered most of the modern world if you wanted to make like a comedy 
you could just talk about like his death, but make it funny. I guess I don't really know how that works. Um, what? He... <laughs> <laughs> he died. <laughs> Hysterical, Jack. What you know more what do going you have for? Us? <laughs> Jess, do you have any suggestions for us with your play? He's already quit. <laughs> Actually, Jack, I, uh, I'm going to need to call you out. So oh, yes. Maria, how about you? <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, in, prepar- in prepar- preparation for this question, I also Googled lists of obscure historical figures, which is how I know that the first hit on oh. Google, the first one on the list is Alexander the Great. No. Yo. <laughs> no. Yo. All right. I have to. I have to fight back against this allegation. He is my favorite historical character, and I think... What, 15 minutes ago? (laughs) You also just asked us to make fun of his death. What kind of favorite historical figure do you just laugh at their demise? Because then all his generals get in a big hissy fight, and then the the empire... Okay, you know what? You guys just don't get it. Jack, he's like one of those people as well, where I go back to, like, my prior argument with Red Delicious Apples. Like, anything that has to call itself good is, like, never good. So, like, Alexander the Great is therefore, like, not I want you to conquer all of Persia and then not be called the Great. (laughs) All right, first of all, I absolutely love the fact that I was forced to listen to an analogy between <laughs> Alexander the Great and a red delicious apple. But also, you've got such Thank a good you. point. Like, I've been validated for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> a fun fact about Maria is that she really likes when things are called exactly what they are, so she has problems with, like, food that masquerades to be other food. Yeah, like, vegan food? Like, like mock chicken salad. There's no chicken in it. Don't call it chicken. Like, just call it something. Call it, like, tofu salad. Do you I know agree. Does this not bother anyone else? Like, well, I'm not we, in the mood to agree with anything you have to say. We are, we are really coming full circle on this question. We are, we're talking about historical figures, and now we're talking about tofu salad. Uh, so, wow, the miracles of the right. podcast. All right, Jess, let's get this train back on the rails. What? 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 No. But we're going to try. What historical figure would you make a musical about? Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill! Bill! Wow. Really? That's all we have. You don't even have to write the music. That is the laziest musical I've ever heard. He already has a soundtrack. Um... This said that it was the like the question prompt said it was like something for the poli sci majors, and if science majors can't have jobs according to Connor, we at least should give them a musical. <laughs> yeah, because if they don't have jobs, they're definitely going to be able to afford a multi hundred dollar Broadway ticket. <laughs> I would go see it. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Wow, <laughs> sounds fascinating. <laughs> You really brought you them on for the not cops part of this. Would you not want to know about the inner like guy. life behind Bill Nye? You can just Wikipedia exists, Joe. He's also just <laughs> still alive, so I can just talk to him. That doesn't mean he's not like a, like he will be a historical figure. He will be. He is. You can be historical before you're dead. I'm trying to think of one. Barack Obama. Yeah, that's true. I'd I'd go to a musical about Barack Obama's life. He's is that your around. answer? Well, now. <laughs> What just be out of spite? Out of okay, yeah, like you just completely bailed on your googled list of historical <laughs> figures that Jack was also cheating on, and you're just like, Yeah, now it's over. That's valid. valid. All right, we're gonna move on now to our final segment yeah. here. Um, honorary degrees and OCS referrals. So, if anyone we have new listeners, honorary degree is something that you'd bestow a degree upon, something you really like and approve of, an OCS referral is something bad. Um, So today's topic will be classrooms around Notre Dame. So we'll start off with our degrees today. Mm -hmm. We'll start with the positive and then we'll go um, one at a time and then we'll do our OCS referrals. So Connor, do you want to start us off? Oh, um, yeah. As far as an honorary degree uh, for a classroom goes, hmm, I would have to give it to anyone that anything, any classroom that's on the face of DeBartolo Hall uh, with the little rolly desks. Uh, 
there is nothing more satisfying uh, than being able to just wheel around uh, during the classroom while the professor drones on about in an hour and 15 minutes about something that could easily be condensed into 35. Uh, I think I think that those rolly chairs, they really they really make my day. Uh, and like the satisfaction that you find behind also sitting in one of those rare left-handed rolly desks. Oh, that is a rare find and one that should be celebrated. Uh, so I give my honorary degree to, uh, to those, those classrooms that are um, with the rolly desks and deep art. Connor, which class were you in that you were just <laughs> wheeling yourself around while the professor is lecturing? I called bullshit. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was less so a wheeling around and more of just of a spinny spin from side <laughs> to side. Uh, and then, and then when we got to go into groups, then you saw me. I mean, I went north to south, east to west. I was all over that classroom, uh, from the window to the joining wall, the window every to the group uh, because I was so mobile. So it's the chairs, not the classroom that you like. Okay. Well, yes, but it's part of I, the atmosphere I, of the classrooms. I approve. For me, um, in, what building is it? DeBartolo. I never thought I'd start here, but there's the rooms that are like, and you're on the side closest to Oshag, and you like go up the stairs, and it's like the first classroom on the right that has like the windows on both sides, and you actually get like a really beautiful view of campus like from that room and it's really that room and the ones that can fit like eight people and my classes are like never more than eight there? people so that's never been a problem so that's my favorite classroom <laughs> no one wants to make it <laughs> okay <laughs> moving on i'm gonna take one of the the large lecture halls in dbart not 101 but one of the ones on the sides that have the really comfy chairs and you can just sit like three rows from the top and place Oracle and not pay attention at all to what the professor's saying and they know it and they still don't do anything about it. Those are the rooms that I, that really get me going. <laughs> a weird way to put that. Yeah. I had a class in the Corbett family Ooh. hall ballroom once. That was pretty cool. Do you have a view of the stadium? I did have a view of the stadium. Was it there every time or just like one day? I think so too. No, it was there every time. It was a class. It was called Cybercrime and the Law. The chief prosecutor of the St. Joseph County Police Department taught it. Sometimes he'd come in and be like, guys, should I prosecute this case? Like, here's what happened. Here's like recordings we got from jail. Like, here's a map of like the GPS data that our like suspect pulled on his girlfriend. Like, what do you think? Do I have that a case is... under like this law? Like, is, huh? it, is it legal for him? That to is that? the most <laughs> concerning thing I have ever heard. No, it's totally legal. It's like open source. It's fine. It was really, it was a really fun class. Oh, should we impose the death penalty on this poor guy? Here's all the no. We'd like show of hands. Evidence. You know, it's like who thinks I should seek lethal? Like hands up. Wow. Wow. That is okay. I should be gone first. You should be. <laughs> I was going to say I had Moreau freshman year, first semester in a random lounge. They like didn't give us a classroom, but it was a lounge on the third floor of La Fun. And my <laughs> professor Joe's person, spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought coffee and donuts every single time. And we'd kind of like nap on the comfy couches that they have up there. It was a great time. We definitely didn't send anyone to the electric chair. Well, so. I mean, technically, neither did we. Probably technically, not. We probably you didn't. sound unsure of yourself. Are you sure? Of, I think that, like, plausible deniability. I don't know. I hope you know that is a concerning defense of, of, of maybe sentencing someone. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know there could be a class where you could serve as the judge, jury, and prosecution in Corbett Family Hall. But sign me up. 
<laughs> At least you had a nice view while you were sentencing people to die. Exactly. <laughs> we did. It was like on one hand, it was the stadium. On the other side, it was like this sweeping view of campus. We felt very good about ourselves. Tiberi <laughs> Tower, you know, gives new meaning. Wow. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this answer gets better or worse. There's more description going through it. All right, Connor, go ahead with your uh, referral. Ah, my OCS referral. I I would give my OCS referral uh, to the basement uh, classroom in in Gettys. Um, Incorrect opinion. That's bad. I, I like love. No, I've never been there. I'm going to sit okay. out. Hear me out. But uh, so I know they put movie theater seats uh, in in this classroom, and that is comfy. But that is, there is no comfort that can make up for how scrunched up your legs have to be in those aisles. Every time I get up and walk out of those aisles, I look like a newborn deer as I am trying to walk out of that hall. It looks like I was not born with knees. I was just born with one single long bone as legs. And that that is just... That that should be a crime punishable uh, in Maria's class. <laughs> this sounds like a personal problem for your chiropractor, not yeah, a universal. I'm a five seven king. I barely know. I in no way have I ever been called tall, and still I am struggling in these seats. <laughs> no. That should not. It sounds like a problem from my chiropractor. That what? In no way have we ever looked at any punishment and been like, "Oh yeah, that's just a problem between you and your doctor." Like what? We don't look at concussions in football games and go, "Oh man," but that's something the players should just short sort out with their doctors. That's not how we it solve is. problems. That's Well, but you also change the rules of the game to protect the players. And so I'm saying you you change the aisle with. Should we just let him, like, lay this very bad take to rest? Like, should we just let him? He's already dug his own grave. We we just move on. (laughs) Well, Jack, I know if I've already dug my own grave, you can make a hit musical about it. We're all laughing at my shit. It'll be a comedy, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, All right. continuing off the game, I'm also going with another basement, but uh, Jenkins Nanovic. Um, I'll give my reason, you can tag on yours. I yeah, just hate I you go down. It's such a beautiful building. It's like brand new. Like the first two floors are like beautiful and grand in this whole thing. And then you, it's very shiny. You're like, this could have Exactly. And then you go to the basement and it's like a cave and there's like nothing in the rooms. And for a building that has so much potential to be like decorated with international things or political science things or like economics or sociology, there's like so much opportunity for like decorations and creativity and they just didn't. Yeah. No, first, I think it's exciting <laughs> if you know the names of so many social sciences. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, no I agree I also all of my classes down there for some reason have been three hours long and it's that sounds like a problem between you and your advisor (laughs) honestly it is these classes get out at 9 30 p.m that's that's not a lie they do I go I had class 6 30 to 9 30 p.m I do want to give a shout out though in the basement of Jenkins Nanovic to the eyelash that's actually one cool not- classroom in the basement. But the I rest of them. The mediation room is cool. Yeah. You know what else is fun about Jenkins Anovic? Sometimes upstairs they're having like socials. And so like in the evening, so at, like when we get our break at seven o'clock, we can go upstairs and eat a bunch of those like mini catering meats. As, as you were answering that question, though, you still pointed out, oh, but there is this great part of the basement. So even you all were admitting defeat on certain. <laughs> no, parts Con- of Connor, you clearly have never been stuck in the basement of Jenkins Nanovic for three hours. That place is a windowless hellhole where you just think about your life's failures and how you got in that classroom. I will admit, <laughs> maybe I, not. 
Jack, that might be a you thing. <laughs> I will admit, I did drop that my one class. <laughs> I did drop my one class that I did have in the it's undefeated. of Jenkins Nanomix. So uh, it may have been a contributing factor. I think the worst cast looms are not the windowless ones, but the ones that everywhere you look, there's a window. So like that hallway on the first floor of DBART where like no matter where you sit, people walking <laughs> behind you can watch you online shopping while you're in lecture. <laughs> not a fan of those. That's a fabulous answer. <laughs> yeah, no complaints. All right. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. On the window theme, has anyone ever had a class in Pascarilla Center? No. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So those those rooms have a window, but it is just one slit of a window where you can't actually <laughs> look outside, but just like the tiniest shreds of light kind of come into the classroom and remind you that the outside and happiness exist, but you just have to wallow in the classrooms in the Pascarilla Center. Hmm. So I am, uh, I, I hate those rooms and they always put the history overflow classes in there. So I've I spent too much time in a military field building for a guy who can't do one pull-up. I really liked being in the military field building. I'm not going to lie. Um, there is some... How much does that have to do with the Routsy boys? And how much does that have to do with the she, windows? She just felt safe. No comment. Uh, Her dad also works in my that dad, building. My dad did work in that building. That's um, so I, 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 I get that thing about about the um, the windows. and The, the no, boys? No, no, no. I, mean, I, I do understand they are easily going to the front lines uh and so i feel safe with them around me but uh no i so you say that like the window is a reminder of the warmth and happiness what part of south bend have you ever been <laughs> for 11 out of 10 months that in south that i'm in south bend it is permacloud. It is cold. There was a polar vortex last year. I would be proud to be shut away from all of this. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, but it's the warmth and happiness. What kind of Bambi campus are you living on? I have never, ever sat in a room in, in South Bend, Indiana in January and been like, man, I wish I was outside right now you know what connor <laughs> connor doesn't get out <laughs> because it's dreadful out <laughs> uh speaking of going out much um earlier before this you can listen to this after we're done recording uh we asked we tried to give connor some advice on talking to girls um so i think it'd be great if each of you gave connor um some advice about who might approach talking to girls. <coughs> Let me get my notepad. <laughs> okay, um, so first of all, I think that this setup's really gonna work well for you because in your little window, I cannot tell you're only five foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's gonna go listen to like the shaking anthem on repeat the minute this fall ends. There is a smoking crater where Connor used to be sitting. <laughs> oh, there are literal tears. I'm so sorry, I'm really bad now. <laughs> you come to him on his own podcast. Can we have you guys on every time? <laughs> there have been checks and balances. We've got to take you down a couple notches after you've roasted your fellow it's podcast it's been a lot no listen connor i honestly you made me laugh more than any of the other two of this podcast so i <laughs> his ego Jack, we're just playing wingman here inflation. <laughs> 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 all right so connor so far as advice you Joke, we have avoid advice physical too. interaction in real life just what else do you have <laughs> yeah. just be funny from a very <laughs> far distance <laughs> cool Oh my god. Um I'll get or no, or in one of those. This actually might be the perfect place in the Getty's basement. You'll see really Wow. You were laughing so hard at what you were gonna say. I think you thought it was gonna be hysterical. 
And I'll honestly, I didn't understand a word you just said, other than Getty's Don't basement. Don't worry about it. That's probably Alternately speaking, get Joe to draw you holding a bunch of small <laughs> elephants. So it looks like you're just there. True. <laughs> Very true. It could foreshadow that I am, in fact, a large person, only to lead to great disappointment 10,000 years later. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. No, but actually a piece of advice. I will give you a little piece of advice. Like what are you struggling? Oh dear. Uh... (laughs) Do we have another hour to talk? (laughs) Yeah, there's not enough time in the day, sun in the sky to break down uh everything that I'm struggling with. Yeah, basically, uh just any any like all right. When 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 it's game time. I need like like what are what are the twenty second thing that I should run through in those twenty seconds before you know I'm about to talk to a girl that I like? What should be those twenty seconds of advice that should be running through my head? The Spark Notes advice that I need to remember. Okay, you know, do you want to know my real advice? Because I said something funny and mean a second ago. <laughs> um, no, as a psychology major. Um, you should listen more than you talk. You should ask like open-ended questions. And then if like she asks you a question, you should like pivot it back around to like asking something about her. It makes you sound like a good listener. And that's really like, it's very important. It makes people like you more too. Fun fact. You could use that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) even the advice, even the serious advice. (laughs) Oh, you could use that. Don't be mean to him. Um... Before you talk to a girl, just, like, have the perspective of, like, shoot your shot, like, be super direct. Girls don't like games. They just want you to walk up, be like, hey, you're cute. I like you. Let's do so-and-so, whatever activity it is that, like, floats your boat. And then, like, if they shut you down, then you know and you don't waste your time. Now, do I do this all while in class <laughs> via Zoom, or do I wait <laughs> yes, after the is over. Make sure to mute your microphone first. <laughs> but also Just record on something else. Got so it. You can play Thank it you so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Attempt number 36. Do it for the podcast. In the wild again. I have found out, though, that your teachers can see all of the Zoom conversations, like the DMs that are happening during Zoom lecture after they end. <laughs> that has to be a lie. So if you feel the need to ask a girl out over Zoom DM, your profs will know. If you'll excuse me, I have conversations I need to delete off of Zoom. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Am I the only one that keeps a PG on Zoom? Like, if that's class time, guys, it's not that. <laughs> C10 to 10. All right, well, thank you both so much for being on, answering all of our wonderful questions. We'll end with one more thing. Each of you can have, like, one thing to say to any of our listeners in our class. Um, anything you want to say to everyone who's out there dealing with this new reality, now would be your time. Peace, love, P-Dub. Um, I'm going to borrow a fairly famous I think it's a Jimmy Stewart quote it's like hello to all the pets whose owners fell asleep um what we've got I love it (laughs) short simple sad but sweet yeah well thank you so much again uh (laughs) for being on with us we had a great time thank you for having us so thank you so much to Jess and Maria for being on for that lovely interview um in our break, Jack wants to share something real quick with our listening audience before we continue. No, it's something I have to share, Joe. And, and we're taking off the podcast at here because I am just angry college student right now. I need to respond to the slander and libel that was hurled at me during our question segment. I did not Google famous historical <laughs> characters. I am a history major. Thank you very much. <laughs> I took a whole course on Alexander the Great, and he is far and away my favorite historical character. So to, to, to any insinuation that I need to Google historical characters, I, um, I, I categorically deny. I'm going to make a, what's the word, confession as well. I did Google top 100 historical characters oh! for my answer, and Thomas Edison was number 40. So if anyone's wondering. You hypocrite. <laughs> he I, got, I get the heat for that, and you're the real culprit. <laughs> he 
He left you to die on that. God. <laughs> Stabbed in the back like Julius Caesar. I didn't need to Google that one, Joe. Let's see if Caesar's on the list. C E. And two Joe Dre. He's not on this list. Did you spell his name right? Wait, he's number 15. I spelled it wrong. I got I know. it. <laughs> so he is also on the list. We're going to move on to our happiness portion of the week where we each go around and share something fun and happy that has happened this week. Jack, do you want to start us off tonight? Yeah, I got, I got to cool off after that one. Um, I saw yesterday, pretty much like five minutes after I got the email about commencement getting moved, I saw a video from John Krasinski um, called, what was it called? Some Good News. SGN. And he re- SGN. He recorded a 15-minute video um, just kind of comedically going around all the, the good news that got shared with him throughout the week and then had a, a an interview with Steve Carell um, about their favorite memories from The Office. And it is just the most genuinely heartwarming thing I've seen since all this crap started. So if you've got like 12 minutes to kill and you want to put a smile on your face, I would really go check that out. All right, Connor, go ahead with yours. Ah, so overall, um, been just a good week um, hearing uh, from a lot of friends. Uh, And, you know, I I, I look forward to doing this podcast uh, every few days. Uh, I look uh, I look forward to. Um, doing my Zoom lunches uh, on on Tuesdays with my friends, um, and I, I did go on the Zoom date with Eric Kim. That challenge has been accepted uh, and, and completed. Uh, and it was just really good catching up with him. Overall, um, just looking back on the friends that I have come to make this year, I am so grateful uh, to each and every one of you. If you are uh, listening to this podcast now, um, please know. I can't emphasize how grateful enough, uh, how enough, how grateful I am uh, for each of you uh, and the impact you've had on me uh, over this year. And I hope we still have, we have plenty of time uh, on our hands uh, and I hope to connect with you uh, while we're uh, in this weird isolation. Uh, But it has been so good to hear from all of you uh, this past week. uh, And I hope to connect with even more of you uh, in the coming weeks. I want to echo everything Connor said. Um, <laughs> friendships have definitely made this easier to get through. And without that, I don't know what I would be doing. Um, but for my fun news, I saw in the news world this week, there was a guy in France who ran an entire marathon on his balcony, like going back and forth in like little segments. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, he said it was like thousands and thousands of laps on his little balcony. And there's a video of him doing it if you're bored and interested. Um, but the dedication to run a marathon, turning around every like eight steps is absolutely incredible. Is that positive news or, or <laughs> what happens to the human brain after two weeks? Of I think if the human spirit, <laughs> you're going to run if the human spirit can overcome a running a marathon on a balcony, we can do anything. And that's positive news. I'll give it to you. All right. Well, thank you so much again for listening to this episode um, and for Jess and Maria for being on with us. If you would like to join us, we would love, love to have you. Um, so I can affirm your answers and Connor can make funny answers and Jack's a wild card. Um, we'd love to talk to you and sort of bring the Notre Dame community closer together in this tough time. So thank you for listening and please let us know if you want to be on. Go Irish. Go Irish.